Hello and welcome to In Your Own Time, the podcast that believes that it's never too late to try something new. I'm your host, Sarah Ogunowa, and I'm on a quest to prove to you and myself that learning a new skill, discovering your passion or becoming what you've always dreamt of can happen at any stage of life. As I get closer to 30, I'm starting to get the feeling that I have somehow missed my chance at achieving my goals, and I know that I can't be the only one who has this fear. It sometimes feels like society is telling me that I might have missed the boat. So, each episode, I'm going to sit down with someone who has ignored these societal expectations and has accomplished their goals in their own time. Whether it's learning to swim at 23, becoming a dancer at 35, or discovering your love for jazz at 72, we are going to dive into these inspiring stories to reassure you that age is just a number and that the right time to do that one thing you've always wanted to do is right now. So get comfortable and enjoy as our guests share their unique journeys with us. Today, I'm joined by Trevor, who has recently become a YouTuber. So let's start at the beginning. What kind of industry like, were you or are you working in before you started Rolling Stone Media? So I'm a full-time I'm IT software developer mm-hmm. um, and cars and photography are just like a part-time hobby passion that I like to do, you know, to get me out of punching keyboards and yeah. writing okay. codes. It's a nice stuff change. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. What came first, the love for cars or the love for cameras? Ooh, I'd say love for cars. Cars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up around car enthusiasts? Did you like grow yeah, going yeah. to the car all shows? Yeah, yeah, all my mates have been into cars since... I don't know, the, the day we all passed our tests, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, some people were driving before then, but I've always been a petrol head. A petrol head, is that yeah. the, the term? Yeah, that's the term. <laughs> and how long has the photography part been part of your life? Like, is it a hobby you've had for a while? No, I just started. So this year, maybe, I've been, I'm about maybe three months in. Okay. Um, I mean, I had a camera before, but it wasn't that great. So I never used to take it out. But every time I started going to car shows, I kind of started to see people with cameras and filming. And then I started watching stuff on YouTube. And some of the things I was seeing were like really nice. And I kind of just got a bug to, oh, let me try that, you know. And so, yeah, first I started off with my phone and then a GoPro. And then I just decided, right, I'm going to jump in and get myself a decent camera. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Give How it long a try. do you think that was like when you were thinking about starting your channel? I say years. Years. Yeah, yeah. I think the first time I went to a car show with a camera was about 2017 and I took a GoPro. Me and uh, some friends drove to Belgium and we went to this car. One day, we literally drove there, went to this car show and drove back. And I filmed the whole thing on my GoPro and I got back and I edited it, stuck it on uh, my Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I really like doing this, but I wasn't I wasn't in that frame of mind to to want to pursue it. And I kind of started just like taking cameras to to events but yeah it wasn't until this year this summer when I decided right I'm gonna give it a proper go you know make the leap yeah yeah. so what do you think was stopping you like from starting it earlier was it the kit or anything like that no I had other interests so before this I used to be a drum and bass producer first I did events then I started producing then I started DJing and I've always got like a, a a side hobby. And as the producing was kind of winding down, the interest in cars and filming has kind of started to wind up. Okay, so, so it's like one went down a bit, yeah, one went up a yeah, bit. Yeah. 
What did your um, friends and family think when you told them, like, I'm going to start, you know, filming at Cars and becoming making this channel? Uh, I'd say they didn't really care until I... <laughs> Until I posted my first stuff on YouTube and okay. then I was like spamming them. Let, let, check out <laughs> yeah. my video. Yeah. Make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Links, links. yeah, yeah. Click and share it. Turn on <laughs> notifications. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then people were like, my friends were like taking notice and they're like, oh yeah, you're, you know, the quality is getting better. I'm really liking it. Oh, you should try this. You should do that. You should stand here, you know, start giving me pointers. Yeah. It's like, giving advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> None of them have picked up a camera in their life and they're giving me like directorial advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To what degree do you think your age played a part in your decision making, positively or negatively? Um, half and half. Like it's something that I've always wanted to do, but maybe didn't feel I was financially ready and commitment time ready. But I think as I've been doing less music, I'm finding I've got more free time to kind of think about what I would like to do next. And then so the idea of filming cars and you know starting a youtube channel kind of started to grow a bit more i'm just as busy doing my sort of side hobbies but yeah my hobbies have changed can you talk yeah. a bit more about finding that time the time management element of you know having a full-time job and pursuing you know right get up at 5 a.m <laughs> every morning <laughs> without fail and go to bed at 12 at night <laughs> so yeah so like i once well, so once i bought the camera I started watching YouTube videos on how to use the camera. Most of that I would do in the mornings or the evenings, like around work. And in the weekends, I'd just try and find an event to get to and, uh, yeah, and then give it a try. Wherever I've been practicing, I'll just go off to a show and then try. And use it there. Yeah. So we're going to talk now about, like, the decision, when you actually made the decision to start mm. your YouTube channel. Do you remember what that moment was like, you know, when you first picked up the camera and at the a car show where you were filming yeah. cars? I think your first one was you were filming a car on the road. Yeah. Um, what was that moment like when you made the decision? By the time I started a channel, I already had most of my equipment. And whenever I was going out to event or like car shows, people would say, oh, do you have a channel? Do you have a channel? Is there anywhere we can see? It? And I didn't have any channel. I didn't have an Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Twitter. I had nothing. So because people kept like asking for it, I thought, okay, now I've, I've got to do it. Now I've got to decide what my channel name is and maybe what my focus is. Once I was happy with my first edits and I had like two or three videos on my computer, then I kind of sat there and thought, okay, what's my channel name and what's my channel about and what direction is it going to go in? So, yeah, I think it was more the people asking me at the, the events, what's my channel, what's my channel, which kind of pushed me to that point where, okay, right, let's, let's sign up and create some handles on all the different platforms. What would you think was your like overriding feeling when you first pressed that button and it uploaded? Because I used to do like music and you have to promote all your stuff online. I kind of knew it was kind of the same vein where, you know, here's my track, check it out, listen to it. It's on Spotify, it's on YouTube. And I, I know how much energy and effort it goes into promoting yourself. And you can sometimes get disheartened when you don't get the response that you want from the efforts that you've put in to promote your stuff. So I knew instantly it was the same thing. Like I'm going to put my video online, I'm going to put it on TikTok. And I'm probably not going to get any views, but it's like, that's the game anyway. You know, all it takes is like one video to go viral. So I was kind of cool with that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to upload it. 
and see how you know people react and then i'll just upload the next one you know like fire and forget upload it promote it forget it move on to the next one upload it promote it forget it and just kind of keep doing that fire and forget is a great <laughs> mantra i think yeah. as well you know especially when you're putting something out there having yeah. that you know you're managing your expectations like i'm doing yeah. this because i want to put it out there and then you just see what happens after that yeah, yeah. so i think that's a really healthy mindset who was the first person you showed your work to I say a couple of my friends on some face, uh, some WhatsApp groups. Yeah, I would um, just upload some videos to like my Google Drive and then share. So, for example, um, there's, there's this thing called Cars and Coffee Mornings. There's loads of them, and like for example, there's one today every Saturday. People between like the time of like eight a.m. and eleven, all the supercars and supercar owners would just meet up at a cafe or a pub. And just hang out and have breakfast. And I started going to these and then I joined like a WhatsApp group um, of Porsche owners. So the first time I showed my content was when I shared it on the groups. And they, and all those people were at the event anyway. So they could see, you know, they saw me filming and then now they could see like the finished article. Their response to my filming was another kind of driver for me to okay yeah now I need to put this on t onto YouTube once I've got all these these clips and they're sort of the perfect audience because they're people that are in the community yeah. and care about the same things as you <clears throat> yeah. so their feedback is more valuable as well yeah yeah so now we're going to talk about challenges and surprises that you've come across like mm -hmm. along the way so what aspect of starting Rolling Stone Media has surprised you the most Going to the events and slowly people are recognizing me. Where I remember when I used to DJ and I used to go to events and people would recognize me and go, oh yeah, you're Mr. Joseph, the DJ, you're Mr. Joseph, the producer, oh, I've, I like your music or I've got your albums. But now if when I go to events, I'll be like, oh, you're the guy who was filming at the last event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're the guy who did that video on this Porsche. So... That's that, yeah, being kind of recognized. And it's only been, like I said, it's only been like three or four months. Mm. But I'm starting to see the same people at the same event and they're starting to recognize me as well. So, that's have, been you, nice. have you thought about like how much your channel has grown in that short amount of time? I'll tell you one thing about YouTube is like you will see a channel and it will have like millions of subscribers and millions of views, and you'll see yours and you've got like a hundred and you think, God, how long is this going to take me? But then you have to like say, look, just don't swear. Just just keep doing your thing. And then every day I, I look at my channel stats and I see I'm getting more subscribers, I'm getting more comments. And so it feels nice. It feels healthy that it's it's growing. and Organically. Yeah, it's, it's not growing as fast as I would like. But also, I don't really know how fast a new channel should grow, especially for, you know, the type of content that I'm making. Maybe it's growing at, at that right rate. So... Yeah, I'm just kind of optimistic that, you know, it's going to grow healthily. And as long as I keep doing what I'm doing, then it'll be all right. You know, like every time I do a video, I'm always learning from that experience and try and improve or focus on those sort of winning points for the next video. Now we're going to go to what it's like now you're on the other side and you're starting out. How does it feel like, because I saw one of your videos, the one where people were listing their dream car, you know, what's your favourite? Yeah. I don't know the terms either. It's been very interesting the watching your video. Yeah, the five, exactly. Yeah. That video specifically has racked up like thousands of views yeah. as well. Yeah, on TikTok. On TikTok, and, yeah. Um, YouTube. 
because I bumped into Chris Harris, who presents Top Gear. Yes. And uh, yeah, it was so funny how I like, I was at this car show and I saw this car and I was like, oh yeah, let me go film this car. But there was other people standing around it. So I went over and they weren't standing around the car, they were standing around Chris Harris, but I didn't even really see him there. I was, there, I was trying to film this car and people were in the way. And then when I turned around, I saw him. I was like, wow, that's Chris Harris from Top Gear. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just film him. I'm going to hang around and film him. And you kind of clocked that I was filming him. And then as people were kind of like dispersing from him and other people were getting in, I said, Chris, can I? And, I? and at that point, I didn't even know what I wanted to ask him. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm here to find out what my five cars are. So let me just ask him. And he was like so on it. He was so helpful and like yeah. so like engaged. And he just reeled off his cars. And then when I got home and I edited the video and then I uploaded it, yeah, it just went completely nuts. Ooh, like on, so cool. on like TikTok, it had like half a million plays and people still commenting today, listing their cars. And it was like such a kind of a breakthrough moment. Even though my channel's young and my hand, you know, Instagram and TikTok, they're all young. That video really kind of inspired me to keep doing to it. Keep going. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone who might feel like, you know, they have a hobby or a passion they want to pursue, but they feel like it's too late, but they've always wanted to do it. What advice would you have for them? Find other people that are doing what you're doing, uh, whether it's on YouTube and you start just like watching what they're doing or yeah, there's groups and just kind of hang out with, with people that do what you're doing or if not yeah just go on youtube and watch some videos on it and just keep fueling that passion and one day you're going to wake up and you're just going to go yeah i'm, I'm going to do this and, yeah, <laughs> and, and like don't be afraid yes don't set your expectations too high just yeah break it down into you know what elements do i need to understand in order to make the whole thing and then just slowly focus on learning each one and just do it in your spare time. Like, yeah, luck. Like I get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and I walk around the house with my camera. Or I'll just like take the, my car and just drive down the street and film it and then come back and then just play around and edit in. So, yeah, just play. Like, don't say, right, I'm going to be the next like biggest YouTube or I'm going to blow up Instagram. Just like, you know what? I just want to see what it's like to make my own cool, yeah. cool videos. So, yeah, just That's kind perfect. of just do it for yourself, you know? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And that concludes the very first episode of In Your Own Time. Thank you to Trevor for sharing his inspiring story. We will include links to Rolling Slow Media in the episode notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues, friends and families. We will soon be launching a website with links to resources and events. So keep an eye out for updates on that and much more by following us on social media at In Your Own Time UK. All one word. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. See you next time.